Fuad here back on Behind the Gloves with another interview. I'm joined by the one and only Conor Ben, the destroyer. Destructive performance there. Break down those four rounds for us. I mean, he's done 10 rounds nine times, so I thought I'll wing him to the body. Um, you know, I've only done 10 rounds once. And um, yeah, I thought, yeah, I'll target him to the body and try and slow him down. I knew I was going to catch him at some stage. Um, I didn't know it was going to be a right hand. So left hook, right hand, and then left hook, and then the right hand just finished him off. Well, obviously, him being a late replacement, was there anything that you had to adapt to in there in the forearm? Definitely. I mean, the guy I was supposed to fight was 5'11 and a half, and then body shocks would have, you know, crucified him. Um, so, but I've just done what I was going to do with that guy. It's relevant to who they put in front of me. You know, it's going to be the same outcome. He was a very highly rated opponent. Obviously, you took him out in four rounds there. Where would you rank this performance uh, alongside the rest of them? Uh, best performance. Can't be a first round knockout, uh, but... Listen, I got him out of there and I kept cool head and just took my time. You said uh, earlier on in the week that you want to be blessed with your dad's power and that finish looked uh, like you, you, you definitely upset up the power a bit. Do you think it's coming along? <laughs> I mean, I hope so. We'll find out at the end of my career. I can say, yep, I've cleaned them out. But we'll see. It's got a long way off yet. And we're coming to the end of the, uh, the year now. What's next for you? What's moving on? There's obviously this division is packed. There is some rivalry with other British fighters. What's next for you? I'd like to take home the British title. Um, I mean, that's something my dad never fought for. I feel like fighting for a British title, I can just, you know, put that in my dad's face. You know, I mean, it ain't no world title, but it's British title. I'll be like, yeah, well, I won the British title, mate. And um, I've got to try and, I've got to try and level it out a little bit. At the minute, I'm still, still a little bit wet behind the ears, as he'd say. Lastly, obviously, I didn't speak to you um, along the week. I just want to take your thoughts on how it was spending this camp with your dad, who's obviously in, in camp for his next fight. It's crazy. I mean, it's a blessing. Um, he's a reminder of what I have running through my veins when I forget. And you can't beat DNA. Nice. Poorly said. Uh, Conor Ben, thank you for your time and uh, good luck on your next fight. Hey, Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking this icon right here or else. This is Jonathan Agoff here for Seconds Out. We're here at the O2 Arena. I'm joined by Connor Ben. Connor, four-round job tonight. Destructive as ever. Yeah, I mean, listen, um, I've done what I went in there and done what I had to do. And he's done he's fought ten rounds nine times. Uh, he just beat a kid who was seventeen and zero, and I just showed the the progression. As long as I'm progressing each fight, um, I mean, I, no, I see I hurt him to the body early, and I wanted to tr get him out of there. But I thought, you know what? I'll just wait and caught him with a you know a good right hand, left hook. What sort of statement is that tonight, Stefan Jamoy? He's been in there with Leo Santa Cruz. He's been in there with Scott Quigg. This is kind of a sort of breakout moment tonight. Listen, um, I don't know too much about him, uh, really, uh, and I'm not really bothered. He's got two arms, he's got two legs, and I'm going to go out there and try and get him out of there. It's, you know, it's not rocket science, so wherever it is, I'm going to go out there and try and knock him out. And, and that's that. Wh whoever he's fought, it, it really don't faze me. You said throughout the build-up to fight week that you wanted to... You see a lot of yourself in your dad. Was that sort of a performance that you would have put on like that? Yeah, I mean, I was talking more like day-to-day -day life, like, <laughs> he's like, um, we're just so alike, like, just in general, like, as people, like, as, as I get older, 
Because you got to remember, when I left Australia, I was still young. But now as I'm getting older, I don't see my dad often enough to realise. No, I don't see him often enough. So now when I do see him and he comes and stays with me, I realise that we're exactly the same. Did that make a whole lot of difference tonight, having your dad training alongside you? Just give us some sort of insight into what that was like. Um, my dad's a reminder of what I've got running through my veins. Um, when I see him, it's like when I may have doubt or worry or be like, oh, I'm not this or I'm not that. I can't, I've got the living legend, Nigel Benz, blood running through my veins. And that's what reminds me day in, day out, why I am where I am and why 14 out of my 16 opponents have touched the canvas. Even now I still doubt, you'd think, oh, surely you've done it 16 times now, you must be confident. But the reality is you still have thoughts and doubt and, and it's just, my dad's a reminder of, I come from a fighting family, I'm a fighting, I'm a fighting man. Just before we go on to what's next, I just want to talk about tonight. How does that sort of compare to what we saw at York Hall, a second round explosive win at York Hall last time? How did that performance compare for you? Well, listen, that guy tried coming out and giving it some. And, you know, if you want to come out and give it some, I don't mind. I ain't going to back down. Ain't in my DNA. I ain't going to back down. If you want to fight, let's fight, innit? Let's slug it out. And I can guarantee you it's you who's going to be getting knocked out, not me. No. I may go down a few times, but I can assure you now you're going down with me. And tonight he wanted to stay there and I boxed. Filled him in nicely. Tucked him in bed. Now, I want to talk about what's next straight after the fight, but... You've got Chris Jenkins as the British title. There's been talks of Josh Kelly. Are those the sort of fights you want next? Definitely British title. I'll take on the British title then if Kelly fancies it. Uh, let's get it on. It, it, I'm a fighter, so Kelly's got his hands full with Avanessi and I hope he wins. I really do. Because at the end of the day, it's just a British domestic. Everyone keeps thinking I'm calling Kelly out, but I don't. It just keeps getting brought up because it's a big fight. So, listen, I hope Kelly wins. beats Avanessian. I can't see it. I hope he does. And you know, that fight makes my mouth water up, but then the British title makes my mouth water. At the end of the day, I'm doing better than what I thought, so I'm just excited for 2020. Someone that has called you out last week in Newcastle, Joe Laws. Any thoughts on that? I like Joe Laws. Like, listen, he's a nice kid. I've had disrespectful people call me out. He ain't disrespectful. And if I was him, I'd be doing the same thing. Is he a, a little bit annoying? Just a little bit. But he. He's got to do what he's got to do. But, you know, he's got to just try and focus on himself instead of looking at building fights, have the fights under the radar and learn a lot more. Because the two fights I've seen of him against Chris Truman and this guy, he's just wild. So, if, and I don't think you can keep that pace up for 10, 12 rounds. But listen, he's well away and I hope he does it. But I mean, I've, I mean, it's like echoing. I have everybody call me out. Um, loads of people call me out people I don't even know call me out and it's like I don't even know you lot and I ain't even really interested in fighting you lot because I'm in my lane but if I was all you lot I'd call me out but the reality is I don't care I, well, I ain't got to fight you lot to, for anything like for nothing you lot mean nothing to me unless you've got something or a name or you're a big ticket seller or you're you can well then don't be calling my name because I ain't interested I'm in my lane and I like the lane I'm in you lot clearly don't because you're too busy focusing on my lane focus on yourself do what you've got to do work hard make some noise and let's get let, let, I'll fight anyone it's not me who's ducking nobody because I'm not fighting this guy I'm ducking somebody else when I'm not fighting that guy I'm ducking him it's nonsense it's what they, them friends tell them to make themselves feel better I, I ain't duck nobody I wouldn't fool Cedric Paynard for the second time I didn't need to fight him again 
He put me down twice. I didn't need to fight him again. I could have just brushed over that. But no, I fancied it. Just give us an idea of what the plan is now. Are you going to try and get out before the end of the year? No, man. I'm just going to chill out, relax. Go on holiday. Eat some food. I've been plant-based, so eat some plants. <laughs> not, the, not, the, not the 650 gram steak. <laughs> just final one. How's your dad's preparations been ahead of November 23rd against Saki Obika? <laughs> Good. He's... he's um, See, it's crazy because I keep forgetting he's fighting. But um, it's good. Connor, brilliant victory tonight. Appreciate your time, man. Yeah, we'll catch up with you soon. Thank you. Lawrence, even Garbu was an undefeated European champion, you've just stopped him. How do you feel and how do you feel you boxed? Uh, I feel good. I felt like it was always going to be hard because he's short and stocky. So he was able to get on the inside and it was hard to wrestle him off and work. But I could hear him getting more and more tired in the court, um, inside the clinches. So I knew my corner was telling me, soak up for a bit. They think you're getting tired and pick up in the last half of the fight. So that's what I was in the process of doing. So I landed a good shot. and. As I said, if I hit any cruiserweight on the chin, they're going to go. So that's what happened today. As you got out the ring, I heard you say to Eddie Hearn, he was tough. Yeah, he was definitely tough, but these are the sort of fights you need to have if you're going to climb up the levels. Throughout my career, I haven't taken any easy fights. Every fight I've had has been a 50-50 or the other guys are champions. So I just keep progressing. I'm happy with the work I'm doing with Shane, getting my composure up. And Eddie Hearn said I'm going to be a millionaire next year. So let's make that happen. Does that happen by making world title fights? You've done the traditional route, which isn't always seen nowadays, British, Commonwealth, now European, and you're highly ranked with the WBA. Do you feel you're ready for a world title shot next? Yeah, absolutely. I just feel like I'm learning all the time. I've got the physical attributes to get to the level. I'm just adding experience every day in the gym. I spoil world-class fighters all the time, so when it comes to fighting in the ring, I'm very comfortable. Trainer Shane McGuigan, it's a big night for you. Let's start with Lawrence's performance. Uh, how do you feel he boxed? You've been working behind closed doors, it's only your second fight with him. What's your analysis of his performance? He boxed really well. I mean, he kept his composure. That guy's a strong, strong guy. He can punch as well. Um, he was never going to look clean and pretty because he, his game plan was just to maul him and try and get in close. But Lawrence toughed it out on the inside in, in, some, in some hard rounds and just caught him with a great shot. And that was a game plan that was to come on stronger in the later rounds. And he's ready for a world title. Yeah, you'll have an input uh, on that. Would you rather go straight to a world title or someone at fringe world level? Or does that level not really exist anymore? It's straight in. Well, look, I mean, Josh Taylor, main event, he's a world champion after 15 fights. He says he wants to match him. That means it's the next fight, so uh, we'll see. Sorry. Real quick, um, I've noticed in interviews and stuff like that, Eddie Hearn uh, never says my name when he's talking about the next crop of talent uh, pushing up. Maybe he already believes on past prospect level. I don't know. When you mention the next crop of stars, mention my name. Thank you. I'll give him a, I'll give him a chance to now. Will you mention his name against the up-and-coming talent or is he above prospect level? Of course, you know, people always look into to boo him because sometimes he's been in a fight or two that wasn't. At the end of the day, he's had 13 fights. You know, he's had 13 fights. He's won British, Commonwealth, European Championships tonight. He's WBA number two, he's WBA number four. The fans are impatient. They want you to move as fast as you can. He's doing it. So respect that he's doing it. 
sometimes he has to learn he has to learn on the job but tonight he beat an undefeated European champion who was world-ranked with absolute ease. I think he took two shots. He's breezing through everybody, and I believe he's going to breeze his way to a world title as well. So he's young, he's inexperienced, he's British, he's 13-0. He's a British Commonwealth European champion. Get behind him and watch him become world champion in 2020. Eddie Hearn, the best man in the world. Yeah! Congratulations, Lee. All smiles, but how hard did you have to work for that tonight? Um, I had to work quite hard. I had to dig in at times. Uh, I, I could have made it a lot easier by getting better my boxing, but we're both we're both Celts, both Celtic warriors. We we love to have it too. It got a little bit messy inside, but um, I, I battled it on in. You seemed fairly confident at the final bell. The scores were close. Did you think you'd done enough? Yeah, I thought I'd done enough. Yeah. What about stepping up in weight? Obviously, we haven't spoke to you at this weight. You moved up two divisions. Can you be effective at this weight, or have you got the option to go back down to super feather? I. Uh, I could possibly go down to super feather, but I, I feel more comfortable at the lightweight limit. It's, it's still a task for me to get my big friend down to lightweight. You've seen Ricky Burns, he's a, he's a seasoned season professional, super featherweight, lightweight, and super, super lightweight world champion. And like I was bigger than him then. What's the end goal for you? Do you want to become a two-weight world champion? It's tough at the top in this division. Um, that, that, that's, the, that's the dream, to be Wales' first two-weight two, two world champion. We know Jack, Joe has actually won the, the Ring Magazine belt at a higher weight, but I'll be the first from Wales to actually win two legit world titles. Let's have a word with your manager, Chris Sanagar. Chris, all smiles at the end there. You lent over the ropes. He said, I think we've got it. Were you confident? I was confident, but, you know, we were the away fighter, so anything can happen in boxing, um, especially when it goes to the judges. But Lee Selby, you know, boxed very, very well. Uh, Ricky McBurns is a true professional. You know, don't need to say three times world champion, you don't get there. So uh, it was a good measure for Lee Selby. Now it's uh, on to a world title fight. Tony, Chris Lee, well done. This is Jonathan Agoff here for Seconds Out. We're here at the O2 Arena, just witnessed another seventh round TKO win for Lawrence Sicoli. Was that easier than you expected tonight? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, it was hard work until I landed the shot because he kept on coming forward, dipping low. I had to kind of keep control of myself and the ref and everyone just saying, hey, he's dipping low. That's why I'm putting my weight on top of him. And I had to kind of grind through the kind of gritty, hard holding, pushing, stuff like that and still be able to pick up the hard power shots. You said sort of before the fight, no one beats you at this level. Yeah. You've beaten another undefeated guy what sort of statement is that tonight? Uh, I don't know. I have to um, see what Eddie and my team think. But for me, it's more of a, like, as much as I expect to win at this level, it's more of a relief than like, yes, oh, I did it. It's like, kind of like, okay, cool. Another one ticked off. Now, no matter what, I've been European, been British, been Commonwealth, WBA Continental. So now I just want to win a world title. You've got the European strap tonight. What's, what does that mean to you? You've obviously, as you said, won British Commonwealth. Is it just another belt or does that have a lot of meaning to you? In all honesty, it's, it's another belt. Obviously, I'm happy to win. Um, but to me, I've done that as an amateur. I've won the European gold. So I want to go a step further as a professional now. Do you know what I mean? I was never world champion as a pro or Olympic gold medalist. So it would be nice to just kind of get that feeling as a um, professional. I think we got the impression before the fight you were kind of undecided whether you'd go back and defend your British and Commonwealth belts. Is that now a vacant 
Uh, the, the British title, I had to vacate it to box for this and the Commonwealth title also. So uh, I'm now European champion and the British and Commonwealth are clear. But maybe if someone like um, gets both, that might be worth like maybe, maybe like a big unificate like British, Commonwealth, European all in one. Um, that's the thought. But then that's only if a world title or, or like uh, uh, the roots was world title isn't clear. But to be honest, you know what I mean? Like um, I'm kind of trying to show that I'm not on the same level as these British guys. I'm past it, you know what I'm saying? So we'll see. You s we saw in the build-up, especially at the public workout, you and Shane McGuigan embracing. How much of an influence was he on tonight and your previous couple of fights? Are you seeing improvements? Yeah, it's more mental um, with him. Do you know what I mean? The, the instructions on the corner are always going to be the same. Keep it long, working this angle, that angle, da, da, da. But it's more so, you know, the motivation in the corner, like, I, I, the thing that he said to me before the last round that I stopped him is like, you're, like how's your first I feel calm he's like go out there and show them like who you are like you, you believe in yourself I was like yeah he's like go out there and do it so then I just kind of sucked it up and then kind of went to work and then that's how I got the stoppage so it's good good work with us you mentioned your world title ambitions what, what sort of uh, champions are you looking at you obviously got the final between Dorticus and Breedis is it the winner of that or another belt uh, in all honesty I probably push for like um a vacant one or the WBA champion because the thing, the difference between him and Dorsicus and Braders is that they've had many world championship fights so they've been in them dog fights grinding with each other where this guy's kind of just got elevated to world title status so he's probably the weakest of the champions um, although he'll be quite similar to Ngarbu hopefully me and Ngarbu can spar actually in the build up to that fight um, so yeah, 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 we'll see, we'll see what happens and is that it for the year or are you trying to, looking to get out again perhaps? That's it for the year. Uh, I got Saudi Arabia to go to, watch AJ win his titles back. As a fan, yeah, I've got stuff to do this year. Um, so I'm going to keep training, but probably look to be out in like February. Lawrence, there's a lot of people that want to speak to you, so I won't take any more of your time. Congratulations, European champion. My guy, thank you. Cheers, mate.